Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Josh, and I am a dad to my 18-month-old uh, daughter, Ivy. Uh, it doesn't feel like there's a whole awful lot to uh, reflect on in that 18 months, but uh, I can certainly reflect on just the little things. Uh, there's little things like uh, things we just take for granted and things that come so second nature to us as adults, things that come second nature to uh, myself and Catherine as parents, like um, teaching her to uh, stand up, teaching her to sit, teaching her to go to sleep and blow her nose, and just things like that that you wouldn't think someone has to learn. But uh, those moments uh, have definitely helped me to grow in patience and humility and, uh, yeah, uh, taught me that those moments require a lot of patience and humility. Uh, and being a dad has helped me to understand that uh, in the light of God being our father, how much God really does love us. I have a bent in my life to start believing this lie that God is really just tolerating me. And I have to remind myself that that is a lie and that I shouldn't believe that. But I have this uh, amazing gift that I can look at Ivy, my daughter, and uh, look at my disposition towards her as one of, I don't have a disposition towards her when she does something or learns something. It's not a disposition of, well, you've got a long way to go yet, little miss. It's one of, uh, that's amazing. Look how, look how good you're doing look how amazing you are and just uh to be filled with love and joy over the things that she does that make her my daughter and yeah to understand that god sees me as his son in a light that says my disposition towards you and my love towards you is even greater than your love towards ivy is something god has been teaching me that's great about being a father Hey everyone, my name is Matt. Uh, I've been a dad for nearly seven years and I've got four little ones with me at home. And I'm just going to share a little bit of a story um, and some reflection on it. About four Father's Days ago when I was sort of still working out what to do as a father. Well, actually, we're all still working out what to do as fathers every day. But um, four Father's Days ago, I was in at the Royal Children's Hospital and uh, my daughter had the day before, squashed her fingers in the hinges of a door and virtually chopped two of them off. Um, and it was like one of those scary traumatic moments that you, you just, um, yeah, you, you, there's, nobody prepares you for that kind of thing as a dad. Um, anyway, a couple of weeks later, or probably about eight weeks later, um, we found ourselves, she'd had surgery at the Royal Children's, they'd reattached the fingers and they healed amazingly well. It's, I, I was like so surprised and even as a physio I was probably surprised as well um but we went on holiday about two months later and we were up um in New South Wales at a big four caravan park and um my wife Beck had taken uh, the kids up to the jumping pillow one of those standard attractions at big four caravan parks and uh I get a phone call uh and Beck is absolutely distraught and Jonah our other child at that stage we only had two Jonah jammed his fingers in the door of the bathroom and the, the fear that went through me was just insane. And Beck was like, the fingers are all deformed, I need you here. And so I embarked on a Kathy Freeman-style attempt to get to the jumping pillow. It was about 400 metres away, and I just jumped up, and as you'd expect, I bolted. I ran, and I ran as fast as I could. But the part of the story I, I, I wanted to reflect on is that halfway, and 
like I'd been a dad for about three or four years at that stage, which means I hadn't exercised for about three or four years. <laughs> I started to feel it. <laughs> I started to slow down and go, man, my feet are hurting and my chest is pounding. And, and I was like, and there was this moment of clarity that I remember when I was running of going, but just get going. Your, your family needs you. You need to get there. And I, it was almost like a... a a dig deep moment where you just go, nah, your feet are going to hurt tomorrow. You, you're you're going to pound in your chest, but you just run. Go, Matt, go. And 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 this clarity just okay. I remember the thought of going, you, you can't, like I'd been on lots of runs as a teenager and things like that where you go, oh yeah, I'm going to be tired now. You slow down. This thing took over and I just went and I went. Um, And I've got a, um, I, I guess... I see this picture of God in the the Bible regularly of a, a God like a father who steps in and will do whatever it takes to provide, to protect for his flock, for his little ones. There's a, a passage that I'll just throw up there, um, Nick, if you can click that. This is from a story about the prodigal son um, in Luke 15 that uh, is a story of a, a, a father whose son has been away been doing some dodgy stuff, but has come back. And the father's love is really clearly articulated in a similar sort of running to embrace. Uh, and, and I really love that image. And I, I guess that um, I, I sort of realized in that moment of clarity in reflecting that actually this is a, a something that God is like too. And and so I almost embrace that in my life of um to a degree, there's a, a a strength in God's love for me that enables me to step into the storms of life, knowing that actually His peace is. I, I, I take a bit of peace because He's with me in the storms. That He'll come running, and He'll find me there. And I also take a bit of confidence out of that. That I can step out of my comfort zone and know that He's got me that I can chase where he might push me towards, even if it's a bit uncomfortable, but he's got me. And so I guess this is one of the lessons, one of the things that I've been learning about what it is to be a father. G'day. My name is Peter. I am uh, father of four kids. Uh, for nearly 24 years, <clears throat> and you'll see uh, a bit of a theme coming through this morning. Uh, younger ones start off and the older ones will bring it home. So I'm, I'm right in the middle. I'm middle-aged <laughs> and I'm claiming it. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm at that stage where I'm, uh, I'm through the uh, hold the kids' hands and teach them everything and entering into that, uh, what we saw in the video, that uh, hopefully getting rehired a bit to... To be that uh, a guide and parental guidance mentor type thing. I remember this time um, up at Forest Hill Chase. We had uh, had the two girls, the twins at the time, and uh, I got. I grew up in a in a um, in a in a place that you you probably don't stand up for yourself in public or or name someone out publicly. So I've got a girl in each hand, and I'm walking into Forest Hill Chase, and there's this young fella. And, and he, he had this look about him that he was just a bit somewhere else and he wanted to walk through myself and my daughter, I think it's Medina. 
And I'm like, dude, you can't, like, you see what's going on here? I've got this little kid here and little kid here. You don't just sort of charge through. And I found myself going, look, buddy. And like, not, like, in, my, in myself. I didn't, like, say it. <laughs> I'm like, look, buddy. I'm a dad. And, and all of a sudden, this thing sort of rose up in me that I'm like, these are my kids. You can't, you can't be, like, separating us. And I, and I think about that time as, a, um, as, a, uh, as an example of the kind of care and love you've got to take with these little ones. <clears throat> now, 24 years on, the conversations are about how to leave home and what sort of job to get and how to fix a tyre on a car and all that sort of stuff. And so there's this protection and, um, and bringing in and holding side of things and also a, a letting go and helping to get on with the job kind of thing. And I, when I think about this, this gift that we've been given of God as, as Father, this, this kind of concept of God as Father, I think about those two things. You see, God seems to be passionately concerned with me as a person, holding on tight and loving and nurturing. And yet as I, I grow up and hopefully mature a bit, God seems to be just as passionate about me getting on with being me and doing the work of loving people. It doesn't mean God does, uh, stops loving and nurturing, but, it, but as a result of that, he goes with us as we move out from religious ceremonies towards acts of loving people. And there's a guy in the Bible that, that kind of started to twig on this. That was code for, can you stick the thing up? Cheers, man. <laughs> so this, this lawman paraphrases Jesus and, 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 he, and he sort of gets it and he goes, yeah, well, to love him with all your heart and with all your understanding, all your strength, and to love your neighbour as yourself is more important than all the burnt offerings and the sacrifices. So one thing that God is teaching me through being a father is that my best posture is to look to God as Father who knows me, loves me and protects me and to expect that he will lead me into acts of love for my neighbour. Good morning. Um, my name is Phil and uh, I also have four children. Uh, I think coming up to 29 years and um, I, I'm sure there's a lot of things that I forgot about being a dad. But there are some things, incidents, uh, events and maybe even periods of time that are deeply ingrained in my memory. Um, one of those was when our oldest child, Han, uh, Hannah, was in grade four primary school uh, around about 10 years of age and she came home one day distraught because she was entering that delightful phase that it seems to be more with girls and boys. You know, today you're my best friend, but tomorrow you're no longer my best friend. In fact, I hate you. And uh, so she emerged home with this and of course her world had come to an end and 
I sort of at the time thought, yeah, this is kind of not unexpected. It's part of growing up. What I wasn't prepared for is that this went on for months. And it was almost a daily occurrence where Hannah would come home from school and she, there would be tears, but there was hurt, there was rejection, um, enormous pain because of so I couldn't believe some of the things that kids so young, the nastiness that they could sort of exhibit and display on one another. And we're only getting one version of this, but nonetheless, the pain was immense. And I remember as a dad, it was probably one of the first times that I was really struck by enormous pain with one of my kids where I think I would have given anything to take that pain on myself if it meant that she would have been without it. And no matter how much I wanted to do that, of course, the pain was her and we tried to work out how do we kind of support her in that. The interesting thing was I think Hannah was largely oblivious of the pain that we were feeling as parents. Certainly, I didn't get a sense of, of, of her acknowledging or seeing the pain that I had. And, and it's interesting because in my kind of connection and walk with God, there have often been times, I guess in my life, where I have felt as though I've been in pain. I've felt as though I've been hurting. And... Uh, Regularly, I have cried out to God, almost with my own tears, uh, and sometimes it's almost been a question mark of, God, are you actually there? Are, are you hearing me and are you getting the pain? Particularly when there was no response in, in the short term. And I, I guess this experience with Han kind of reminded me, in fact, it presented to me that God... God really does feel my pain when I'm going through some times where I just don't get it and, and know what to do, God feels that pain. He doesn't always say to me that he'll take it away. Sometimes he has, but, but he, he feels that pain. And there's this lovely little verse that uh, 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 Psalm 56, um, and it says, that you, know, you, you keep uh, track of my sorrows, you, you collect my tears and you put them in your bottle and, and he records all of that in uh, his book. And it, it kind of says to me, God, you really do take notice of my, my hurts, of my fears, of my complaints, of my pain and it kind of reminds me that when I'm going through challenging times in life, God is right there beside me in a way that, that I know. And, of course, our kids, you know, Wendy and I continued to go through periods of pain. It reminds me that God is right beside me. So that's what maybe one of the major things that God has taught me as a dad, that as my dad, as, as our dad, he feels that pain. Thanks, Phil. Well, it looks like I've got to bring this thing home, Pete. <laughs> uh, my name's Steve. 
and uh, I've been a dad for 41 years uh, for three, three children. Uh, Rebecca, who you know, is my youngest. And I remember when Rebecca was um, probably four or five years old, we were camping at uh, Forest Edge Camp. Now, if any of you know Forest Edge Camp, it's down in uh, Newham South, is it? Um, and it backs onto the La Trobe River, which is a beautiful river and uh, quite deep and quite fast flowing. And uh, we were having a lovely time there. And across that river, there is a, a like a cable walk where you have two sort of handheld handrails on the side, just uh, again like cables, uh, ropes, and a cable you walk across. So it's like walking on a tightrope. And uh, Rebecca, at age four or five, was sort of ahead of me, and I, you know, probably a bit slow as a dad sometimes. And she gets onto this rope, a cable, and she's starting to walk across. And I'm thinking, this is if she falls in there. This is horrendous. And so being the great dad that I am, I jump up on the rope, on the cable behind her and uh, I could see that wasn't going to work because the, the more, more I got on it, the more it sort of shook and the more unstable it seemed. And so I had this great idea, I'll put her on my shoulders. And uh, so I'm, trying to, I'm putting her on my shoulders and trying to hold on at the same time. And you can guess what happened. We both slipped into the river. And somehow I managed to keep her on my shoulders the biggest disappointment for Beck, I think, was she lost a gumboot down the road. But the water's up to here on me when we're in the water and it's flowing really fast. And I'm, we eventually get off to the side and, and all was well. And uh, we both survived, as you can see. But um, I thought about it and I thought, probably if I hadn't interfered with her, if I hadn't tried to help her, she probably would have got across okay because she was looking pretty confident on this thing. And I just went and mucked it up. Um, but later when I thought about the potential danger, uh, and Beck admitted to me yesterday that probably if it was her child at age four on that thing, she would have been doing what I did, so that was nice to know. Um, but I remember thinking just how, how precious she was and uh, how, um, despite my best intentions, I'd made a complete mess of trying to keep her safe. In, in fact, I'd contributed to us both slipping and falling into the water. And I, I remember thinking, fathers are meant to protect their children, not endanger them. Uh, and what had I done? But I think I realised at that time that um, despite my, my very best intentions, I couldn't be everywhere all the time watching over my children, much as I'd like to think I could be. Um, and my, my mother used to have this saying, she'd say, uh, it's probably when I'd done something that... Uh, affected her she'd say you're this is when I was married and older she'd say you're a mother all your life you know Stephen and uh, I, I think that's true isn't it there's a, there's a sense in which we ride the highs and the lows of our children all through life even when they've they've left home and uh, are doing their own thing um, but as our children find their own independence um, I've found great uh, comfort and confidence in the fact that even though I'm not present 24-7, uh, God is. And I can entrust my children to God and to God's care and I can encourage them to hold firmly to the one who, who doesn't slumber or sleep, the one who won't let their feet slip um, because he'll keep them safe uh, for all eternity. Um, there's a beautiful psalm, Psalm 121, and it says this, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. So 
through being a father, um, God's taught me a lot of things, but he's taught me how precious uh, his children are to him and that my help as a father uh, comes from him and my children's ultimate security comes from him. He's the one who's infinitely more capable than I will ever be um, because he never sleeps on the job. Thanks, team.